Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fill in the Blank. My name is Abby. My name is Harsha, and we're your hosts for this podcast. Now to give a little rundown for our new listeners joining us today, me and Harsha, we get a guest with us every week to join us in our thoughts and minds about a word they think is very interesting to them. And today, we got two guests. We got Nicholas. How are you doing today? Good. Caitlin, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. (laughs) That's awesome. So... Tell us a little bit about yourself, guys. Um, I'm a high school senior, and I'm in the uh, Education Ignite program. I have been writing a book for the last two years, and I'm a little scatterbrained. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, I'm Caitlin. I'm 17. I've been in Ignite video production for two years. I've taken video production courses for about four years. Um, I'm a Girl Scout, so that's cool. do a lot of volunteer work, and um, yeah. Nice. Great. You're writing a book? Yeah, I've been writing a book for the last two years. Um, I'm on my 334th page. Dang. I finished my draft earlier this year, my first draft, and I'm currently going through my second draft, a.k.a. just writing more. That's <laughs> it's awesome, all though. That's cool. <laughs> writing a book is like something to like reflect about like in the past or whatever. Or like after yeah. you've done it, it's yeah. Like, yeah, you can say you wrote, wrote a book. He says it so casually, though. He's like, oh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, he says it really casually. Like that's that's like a big thing. It's crazy. It's not. It's I've only like I used I used to be a lot more hardcore about it. I used to remember I got to the point where I do 14 pages a day, like a day. Dang. And then it's it's trickled out to um, when am I feeling like writing? Yeah, yeah. I get you. Draft it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's really cool. So what is it we chose for us today? Um, I chose self. Nice. Nice. So. What's your guys' personal definition of the word? Um, I've always kind of considered self to be like, almost like, I almost feel like self and purpose are kind of like the same words because a lot of people, like when you're, when you're born in this world to nothing, so you don't really have an idea of who you are, who you want to be, what you're meant to do, and that's like a kind of blending into fate, and that's a whole other like rabbit hole. But I feel like it's your understanding of what your purpose is in life and how do you pl- how you place yourself into the world. Mm, nice. Great. Caitlin, do you have? Um, I would kind of say it's like the care for one's like body and mind, mm-hmm. and maybe even on like a spiritual level if you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the definition that we pulled up is a person's essential being that distinguishes them from others, especially considered as the object of introspection or reflexive action. So you guys had like a way easier definition to understand, so that's good. Yeah. So, Nicholas, why did you choose this word? I mean... I, when you guys came in and asked for like doing the podcast and I and you're like well what's like kind of a, a word and I was I sat I really sat down and tried to think of like what is something that it, like I, I feel like that is important to like the human condition and how people are nowadays and I feel like self is really important because most people I meet and a problem that I've had c- consistently and and like people in my friend group is that they don't understand who they are they don't understand what they're meant to do yeah and I feel like that can really like I just feel like it's important to me because I've only just recently managed to find that find who I am what I want to do and who I want to be um, and I feel like it's important for other people to like, kind of have that introspection and understand who they are yeah I get you yeah it's good because like some of us don't really find ourselves until like later on in life we all have like our own time that we experience something that kind of changes our whole perspective and then after a while we like understand that oh this is how we are and whatever like all this kind of deep stuff you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) so here i'll start off with our first question how important do you think self-care is um, I feel like it's extremely important, but I feel like it's very pertinent for specific people. Uh, I, I mean, 
at least for me, I feel like I can kind of handle my problems pretty well. Um, but I like that was only told just recently where I realized I really wasn't like handling my problems. I was more doing the the thing that most guys are conditioned to do. They're just to kind of like bottle up their emotions and feelings and just kind of like, all right, let this blow up and like 40 years down the line and let me have yeah. a mental breakdown. Um, but now I kind of like I, I feel like it's extremely important. Um, and a lot of people have like issues where they like maybe body image or how they see themselves in this world or just what they want to do. And I feel like having like even for people that are that you could argue they say are mentally sound or have little to no problems, they need they need to go to therapists. They need to talk with someone because you can always have just that little bit of help. You're never a hundred percent complete. You need some you need someone or something to help fill in your gaps. Mm. So like what's a method that maybe you have used or you think would be helpful for people to like find themselves? Well, I mean, writing wasn't original. Like, uh, like it was just kind of cathartic because, like, when I was younger, my uh, I was my dad always used analogy: school, your school's like a race, and you've never started running. So I was always kind of like kicked a peg down, and I was like, oh well, you're not ready yet. You gotta do this, and you gotta do that. And so I used the book kind of as a coping mechanism. Like, this is my own little world where everything can be like the way I kind of want it. It can be how I uh, how I want things, and that was originally my coping mechanism. And then I actually started writing it, like physically writing it because I I'd been like coming up with it for since I was like eight and I just kept on all that stuff in my mind funny enough the human mind doesn't remember stuff all that well after eight years <laughs> yeah yeah um but uh, I found like kind of my like a helper with my my girlfriend uh, helping me through all that um kind of like get through some of the like the things that just I myself just can't work through mm. so Caitlin how how important are you using self-care is and like how it's affected you with uh, Nicholas and everything. I think self-care is like the most important thing out of all of the list. Like, you know, everything you have to do, it's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you get home, except for like, you know, of course, like work and like things that you have to do. Um, whenever you're going to choose to do something, I think self-care is the most important. You get home, you have a whole bunch of homework, you're stressed. First thing I would do is I'd lay down, take a nap, rejuvenate my mind and body, and then I'm ready to go. Like you know? refresh. Yeah, I'm not going to pile things on because that just makes things worse. Um, I kind of think of self-care, you know, like taking a bubble bath, reading a book, whatever you like to do. is kind of like um, when you go to sleep at night. You know, your body needs to rest. And but your mind needs to rest also. Um, it shouldn't be thinking about and stressing about everything uh, 24-7. Yeah. So I find it very important. Yeah. And Nicholas, you said like your girlfriend has helped you through uh, like the self-care sort of yeah. process, right? Mm-hmm. Like has it like, <laughs> has is it going to like affect you in the future? Do you find it to be like something that's going to help you along the way? I, I completely think so. Because I always had like the kind of mindset is just like, I'll just make it through. I'll just figure it out. And now I, I like I like I feel like the hardest transition for being a child to a teenager is the the unknown. Like am I going to find someone am I meant that I'm meant to be with? Am I going to find the profession that isn't work but it's it's like a calling. Um mm. and I feel like with her I finally found something that I could it wasn't just a am I like it wasn't a confusion anymore it was kind of like like the eye of the storm like everything just like was calm and I was like all right I know what I know what I want I know who I want to be with and I know my future now and it was kind of just like a culmination of things that like just came to be like all right I know who I am now like you finally found your like priority priorities to be straight yeah yeah um the thing you said with the book where like you wrote it because it's something you can control and something you can 
it's your story so you can control it like a coping mechanism right? yeah it definitely i would argue to definitely say it was a coping mes- mechanism and it became far more important my parents got divorced and it was it was really really messy mm-hmm. and so it was the kind of like safe space it was a um it was uh, someone i could always come back and talk to because i never i never really had very many friends in junior high and middle school and i i, I kind of became like that kind of chameleon you see that person that you always can see in every friend group but you might not know his name he can talk about everything everyone else can talk about but he's never like that like, he's just he's not like it, he knows a lot but like you don't know him very well yeah he's just like that he fits in everywhere and you know him and you might know his name but you're not friends with him he's just he's mm. that person that's always around that kind of shade that floats through life and um that was kind of the place where i was like i could be i can be someone in this i could i could be important and i can i could be cared about mm. um and so it always was like kind of that and now very much so it's less of that become something of that and it's more of just become something of like passion uh, like I, this is where i put all the things that made me happy um and i don't know maybe maybe I, maybe just the a subconscious change of like i just i don't need it anymore i don't need like i don't need that help anymore i can make it into something that's more positive than it is kind of like a negative kind of escape mm-hmm. gotcha that's awesome honestly <laughs> nice. Yeah. So with like self-reflection and self, like you know, like being yourself and like learning about yourself. So like, what do you say? I, finding your identity is like the main goal. I would say, arguably, other. There, uh, my philosophy is hum- humanity's true purpose is to be remembered and to f- like. There's like to be remembered. You have to know who you are first because you can't leave a you can't leave a mark in this world without knowing who you are. You see all these like great people like Joan of Arc, where she knew that her goal was to save her country. You look at Admiral Yi of Korea; he knew that his goal was to save his country, to save his people, to be some, to be the rock on the foundation of like his culture. Uh, the, all these people knew who they were; they knew their goals, they knew what they were going to do. And you have to know yourself first. And I've always believed like that if if you can f- you can help one person or you can leave your mark on at least one thing, you've you've done what you needed to do as a human being. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of have to disagree with that. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I feel like as long as you're a good person and you can leave a mark on the world, you don't have to know who you are. If you uh, look back on Milton Hershey, you know, the guy who made Hershey's yeah. big candy company. He was, um, I believe he made like straw hats. Probably. No, he worked with um, a newspaper. He worked with a newspaper for a long time. They're like, dude, you suck. Mm-hmm. You got to go. Um, so he tried to make a candy business, he failed, he tried again, he failed, and finally he tried again, and he did it. Mm. You know, it's like, he didn't know what he was, he was kind of just making stuff up as he went. Well, I mean, you could say that his character is that he was a creator, he was someone, like, he, he knew what he wanted, but he just never got the shot. I mean, there's a lot of people that know who they are, but that, like, I, I wouldn't say that's, like, a 100% guarantee that you'll be successful and you'll get what you want in this world. I feel like that's another step up from the people that may not know who they are, um, because I feel like... So you're saying that, like, luck has to play in? Oh, yeah, definitely, because, okay. like, like, you can, like, there's... For every Michael Jackson, there's a, a million uh, uh, Bill Withers. Like, they're influential people. They've done a lot, but most people don't know who Bill Withers is. They don't know what he's done and the, the importance he's had on African-American culture yeah. like, uh, compared to, like, Michael Jackson because his voice was just so much louder. His And he had just that kind of boost of luck. All the stars aligned to make him who he was. So I feel like... 
understanding who you are can lead you to find your purpose. Um, but it doesn't mean that you always find it. I gotcha. It just, I think it can make your life more happy. Like seeing all these people that know who they are, they seem more happy. So it's not like a requirement. It's just something that could like probably b- boost your like yeah. self-confidence or like yeah. something that can help you like become more clear in your own path and stuff. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. All right. I got the next question here. So is there such thing as a selfless act? Oh, absolutely. I am a very, I'm, I'm a very, very, very big, uh, uh, advocate of like heroism and the meaning of heroism um that's like one of that's the, like the main topic of my books that fits in really well <laughs> um but I, I believe that there's uh it, it, i believe in like that like this kind of goes off topic but it leads into it, i promise uh like the, the definition of like kind of evil it's the extreme i think there can be good evil and there can be bad evil like i feel like a hero a selfless person that does all they can to help someone is an evil person because they they're the extreme of good and like they're like tearing themselves apart to help other people um and i mean like the, these people i all i definitely i kind of see of a hero is like a wildfire it burns real hot but as soon as it runs out of like as soon as something happens like as soon as something that breaks that flame it dies out quickly like like, like admiral Yee, he was a like he was a very famous war hero most of most of like naval strategies to this day are based off his decisions he was selfless for his country he was and everyone hated him for it he did what he should have done and he got kicked down and drugged through the mud every moment someone else could put him through that and in the end he saved his country but it, it in in the long run it didn't do much i mean his country fractured uh into uh, two warring states um and he's hated he's hated by a lot of people from north korea and he's loved by a lot of people in south korea i've i've uh, it's just I don't know, like, it's, it, it kind of fits in, like, that selflessness can be kind of an evil and a good. It can help, but it can hurt. So, like, being too selfless can hurt? Yes, I completely agree, because I feel like it hurt you less than hurt others. And, I mean, like, it, I always see kind of selflessness as foolhardy. Like, you, you don't really look at the surroundings and you just jump into it. And that can hurt people. Like, if you... Because uh, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. There yeah. could be consequences to that, Yeah, right? complete consequences to your actions. Um, like, there's probably a lot of people that think their actions are just and rightful and selfless, but in, in, in the end, they're evil. Like, you like you look at, like, a, uh, an example you could say is, like, Adolf Hitler. He thought his actions were right, like, just and right. What he was doing was for the best of his people. He thought he was a selfless martyr. Um, but he was a genuinely evil human being. And I feel like, so, like, selflessness can be a double-edged sword. That's why I see, like, heroism is kind of, like, an evil and a good. Because mm, I feel like... Every choice has, like, pros and cons mm-hmm. to the certain, like, extent yeah. of your thing. Because, like, no matter what you do, there's always going to be consequences and there's always going to be, like, benefits from making these choices. Mm-hmm. Which is why, like, I agree that, like, rather than jumping into a situation of, like, selflessness and helping out, you should rather, like, see, like, am I going to be affected negatively in the long run or short run or whatever? Or is it going to help me, make me learn something? What are you willing to sacrifice? There's, like, a lot of these different factors that you have to like first see before you get into like a situation you know yeah i completely agree like i understand that being like selfless is good because you're helping out other people as well but you also have to like as we've said before self-care is like something that's kind of important yeah and you need to like understand that in order to like make that sort of selfless action you know Mm -hmm. Mm. uh so here's our next question (laughs) (laughs) uh 
Have you ever self-reflected on something you felt you did wrong? Oh, all the time. I'd say that arguably one of my worst character traits is that I, I dwell on my past way too much and I focus on all like the mistakes I've made. And I mean, I've gotten a lot better at that recently. Um, just realize like, hey, it's a decision I made in the past. The me that I was then is not the me that is now. Like the saying, like in seven years, all the cells that you had when you were born are dead. You're, mm. you're not in, in a kind of like a very, very like literal and harsh sense. You're, you're not you anymore. You're a different person. Um, and I believe I, I believe that's just like kind of a concrete fact about things. Yeah. So you do you do believe in character development and then people yes. change. I, I, I completely believe I, I my mom completely disagrees with that she's always said that n people don't change the circumstances around them changes and it's a hard thing to disagree with her about but I still do because she's gone through a lot of she's she's one of those overly nice people that like if if someone can if someone can step on her and they will because she'll just let it happen and it it, she it, she's been burned so much that she's become kind of callous and cold at times and she's she's self-reflected around me and said like um like with my father he's he's an alcoholic but he's a kind person and he's always been that in my life and he's tried to change but he never has and she says that people can make the attempt to change and they can try their best to be a better person um but i feel like the, the like the clothing or the masks they wear just changes to better fit their scenario and I, it's hard to agree with her on that because it's because I feel like I've changed. I, I I feel like when I was younger, I was a very like kind of sell like a very selfish person. I cared more about what would benefit me in the short run, and it would lead for me in the future. Like like it, like I remember I feel like I was kind of selfish in elementary school, and that hindered my friendship making abilities in middle school. And it took me until I finally sat down and self reflected and realized that the road I'm taking as a human being is not leading to be a fulfilling one or a, like a like a one that will make me a better person. I had to sit down and think. I don't want to be me anymore. I want to be someone else. And that, that's arguably a destructive a destructive personality. But I mean, I feel like it, it, in certain scenarios, it's it it's helped me more than it's hindered me. Because I feel you're not trying to go for like, I, I want to be a different person and like destroy the old. You. Yeah. You want, to, you want to like grow off that. Yeah. So would you say that that's more maturity than, I guess changing yourself because i think i think people are the same no matter what they just mature in different aspects yeah i agree with that as well i mean yeah I, I can i can definitely see that and and it's and I, I always struggle with the definition of like is maturity a finite a finite resource that a human being can attain do you stop maturing at a certain level i've seen people do that i've seen someone that from the day i've met them to to, to now, today and probably in the near future, they're going to stay the same exact way they are. Mm. Um, or And I've seen people like my mother or uh, my grandfather go through horrible experiences, losing all ties to friends and family, um, like almost losing themselves in this like whirlwind and the, the tidal weight of hate and anger and disappointment to come out to be a completely different person. Like my grandfather, he was a rich 
guy that owned a like a metal factory, and he was like he had all these nice cars. And if one like if he had a court like a really 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 expensive Corvette, ones that are like rare to the today, and he cr- crashed into light pole, and he said, "Hey, screw it, I'll just get another one." But now he's like a completely different person. He's like he's a he's kind of a hard ass, and he's uh, kind of harsh, but he's really well meaning, and, and he talked with me about it, and it's, he was kind of saying that the the. Uh, he, he said the same thing with my mother, like what my mother said, but he says, like, maturity is kind of a something that you have to find. It's not something, like, you kind of get some when you're younger, but you have to look for it in kind of the hardest places. And that usually is when you're at your, like, lowest of your low. Mm-hmm. And I feel like nobody really, on the topic of, like, maturity being a finite resource, I feel like it really isn't. It's more mm-hmm. of, like... It's a resource that you can continue to gain depending on, like, how you tackle a situation. Because everybody matures at a different rate. Everyone matures at different points in their time. And you might even mature without, like, really knowing it because you might have, like, gained some sort of knowledge that could, like, you know, help you in the future, help someone out. And gaining this sort of maturity is, like, it's... I wouldn't say it's empowering. It's more of, like, it's good to know. Yeah. Because... Without knowing that you've grown and developed, you're not going to really understand, like... It's not even, like, knowing it. I feel like it's just... If you if people can acknowledge that, like, you're helping them out, or if you've grown as a person, then you can literally see that you're actually maturing. Yeah. Maybe it's motivating. It's motivating to, yeah. like, know that you're actually growing as a person and understanding, like, more about the world. Mm-hmm. And it gives you, like, a sense of relief mm-hmm. in that you know that you're doing something for the better you're yeah. gaining more perspectives you're understanding concepts consequences all these different aspects of the world mm-hmm. and understanding that you know they're helping you out they're helping you out with your life helping other people out and going through multiple experiences can just always build up on your maturity there's no end to it it's just learning more and more yeah and I, I, I agree i completely agree just like gaining more knowledge mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah yeah i'm kind of confused though but like what what is what determines if somebody's changed? I mean, I've always seen it as it, it if you compare how the like I've always thought about it like how I like, how I thought how I've changed is I would pose myself a scenario and a choice that I made in the past one that always like replays in my mind is that I I had a I had kind of acquaintances that were close to being friends but not all the way there and they invited me to a birthday party and I didn't want to go I don't to this day I don't really remember why I didn't want to go and I accepted begrudgingly and then when the time came I made the decision I told my father that I didn't want to go and he called them and personally told them that I didn't want to go and that like that thought process and that decision and how things played out and I've never talked with them again they've never wanted to talk with me again um, how that how, like how would I do that differently and that like it, it's it's a weird thing to keep someone up at night and like kind of like like run through their mind about how things like how it could have played out differently I mean it has no really grand like meaning in the grand scheme of like anyone's life um, but I always just thought it was kind of odd and I always use that to show, like gauge how much I've grown like then I would have made that decision and now I wouldn't have made that decision I probably either would have said no to be in the first place or just gone mm-hmm. understanding that like every single person you meet is another branch on the tree of your life that could really really benefit you and I just I, I wish I had that kind of a knowledge and foresight uh, for, like foresight in that kind of decision making but I see that as a kind of a way to grow or a gauge to show your growth. So like your own personal experiences of mm-hmm. like 
maybe something you might have like regretted because yeah. I feel everyone has something that they've like regretted and oh, yeah. not done before or maybe have accidentally done. Yeah, so you can say regret. Regret is the sign of growth. Mm. It gives I, you, um, yeah. I saw this, I can't remember where, but it was like your first initial thought is what you're trying to believe and your second is you as a person. Mm-hmm. So like I'll admit, if I'm walking down the street and I see, you know, like a heavier person wearing uh, like a crop top, I'll be like, ew, why are they wearing that? And I'm like, no, no, stop it. That's stupid, don't say that. They look beautiful, they can wear whatever they wanna wear if they're confident in their body, you know? And um, I feel horrible because I think that first thought, like, ew, they're gross, but I feel like that's what everybody's trained to believe, you know? Like it's society's like yeah. Yes, yeah, the like, stereotype built into your mm-hmm. mind, and then you're like, no, I'm rejecting that stereotype. I'm going to think differently. Like that guy. That, like it's the yeah. conscious yeah. act of, like, I guess, correcting yourself. It's mm-hmm. like groupthink, right? No, no, no. But it's like maturity because, like, like you said with your like, saying no to the party. I was like, I've had experiences like that where I was just like, I think back and I was like, why did I even do that? This is dumb. Mm-hmm. Like I could have just easily just been yes and had fun with them. Yeah. And I think about like the reason I think people mature is that you reflect on your emotions and you reflect on how other feel others feel. Yeah. And you think about like, well, if you imagine being the kid that got rejected. That like, yeah. if you ask your friend, I was like, man, he just didn't want to come with me. And you think about like other people's emotions and you think about like the situations and you just become more aware like you know what if this makes other people happy or and it makes me happy and like you you think more and that's yeah. what maturity is i feel like yeah you almost become a little bit more selfless as you get older i feel because like i've 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 made a lot of decisions that i wouldn't have made maybe even a year ago now that i might not have taken in even in the time i might not have enjoyed it but the dividends that they've given me now are far more pertinent than the small amount of time that I've lost. Mm. Yeah. Okay, guys, here's my next question. What do you think is more effective, self-reflection or therapy? Can self-reflection go in a negative way? I mean, as somebody who's been through therapy throughout, like, I, I think I went to my first therapy session whenever I was, like, eight. I'm still going. Um, it's kind of like... You know, if if you have a headache, you can take aspirin. But you go to a doctor and you're like, I have a headache. They're like, all right, here's the steps you need to get rid of your headache. You know, take a hot shower. You know, it's kind of like getting a professional way to guide you through your own emotions, your own self-reflection. I I would say they're the same thing. Um, Self-reflection, you know, is something you have to do by yourself. Because, you know, maybe there's some things you don't want to share to a therapist. uh, Because you're embarrassed about, like, you know, being, you know, embarrassed about rejecting going to that kid's birthday. <laughs> rejecting yeah. an eight-year-old kid that you barely <laughs> talked to for their birthday party. You know, you don't want to talk about that with your therapist. Um, so that's something you can kind of work through by yourself. But um, it's kind of like, you know, therapy is more of like self-reflection with guidance, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get you on the right path. Because, you know, when you when you start self-reflecting, sometimes they'll be like, oh, my God, like, I'm such a horrible person. I hate myself, blah, 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 you know. <laughs> but with therapy, they're like, hey, stop that. You're not a horrible person. You did that when you were eight years old. You probably didn't want to go to the birthday party because, you you know, you wanted to play Pokemon that night or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. I mean, I, I originally a lot younger, not, not nowhere close to how I believe now, but it, I feel like it's kind of the like uh, the 
I felt like I had that pro- like mindset of like therapy. It's like you like it's a place where damaged people go, and I feel like it's a really negative and very terrible mindset that society is pushed upon therapy. I was talking to my father since he's a he's a firefighter paramedic, and he uses a lot of his vices to cope with the things he's seen. Uh, like he was giving me some, like he he had to pull uh, he had to go into a house where an entire family like burned and died in a fire like a complete generation a complete tree of the human history has been cut off at like cut off right at the stem and it messed him up for a long time and arguably still has and he he made i was telling him why haven't you gone to therapy because he said he had recently gone to it and i hope he's being honest about it but (laughs) uh he he said that the reason why he never did is because in the the business he's in it, it's suicide. It, it, you're killing your career because it shows that you're weak. You're not strong anymore. Because the fire, I feel like firefighters, that classic kind of like, I'm the tough guy kind of job. You have to have that kind of manly man mentality because mm. it's not just running into a fire. There's like a social, like a social a- aspect to it. You have to go talk with people and you have your own peers and you have these young guys that run in here. And it's the constant feeling of, because he's, he's 53 now and most firefighters retire at like old, right? For an old person in the firefighter business, that's 40. He's going long past his expiration date in that field. And it's obviously showing in his physical health and his mental health. Um, And I feel like that number could be pushed to far and a far longer length if it wasn't like so like demonized uh, therapy. Um, And I mean, now that I've grown up and I've seen the the dividends it can push because self uh, self realization and self understanding and like kind of self introspection can be very harmful and very dangerous because you everyone has their own preconceived notions of how like someone should act like one perfect example is when I was writing my book I, I had a very unhealthy mindset of this is what this person's writing so mine needs to look like this I my book has six chapters while this woman has 20 chapters um, so far and she took this long to write and it's taken me this long to write and it pushed me into a very unhealthy mindset and I eventually burned myself out of my own love like the thing that was arguably the most important thing to me at that point in time and I had to sit down and think about it and realize that what all these people because I, I had a weird thing where I just wanted everyone to read and get everyone's opinion and take everyone's advice and I realized that it was like kind of like horrible and negative because I was trying to cater to so many audiences and I was trying to do so much when I was I was losing the point of the book it was supposed to be a reflection of myself and my interests and who I am as a person in written form and it became less of me and more of this like conglomerate and mass of other people's opinions and that's what I feel like self uh, self introspection can do you can kind of force yourself to be someone uh, someone that you're not and like take on these really healthy unhealthy habits that like live on for so long i feel like this that's where a lot of these body image issues come from these girls and guys too um see this picture of this woman or see this picture of this guy on instagram or facebook and they see like oh this girl this girl has a thin waist and uh, and all this stuff and she has nice legs and she has like a thigh gap and all that or whatever and i don't that's a problem and they get in this like stew of hate and 
self-loathing and they arm themselves and do damaging things to their like not just their physical like body but their psyche things that like could might, may never heal like their own mental yeah space and stuff and i feel like the therapist is kind of a buffer it's kind of a sounding board or like i see it as like a sieve it lets good ideas pass through while they say like hey no that's not a good idea don't eat any don't not eat anything for like a week so you can get thinner because it's just gonna all that weight's gonna come back twice fold i think of it as like a speed bump you know like yeah still think but they're like hey slow down yeah you know like mm-hmm. like they catch you whenever you're like about to make like a bad decision like a so like a bowling guardrail like so you like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because, um, i was talking with my therapist um, I was scared because I, I was going to break up with my current boyfriend and I, I was really nervous and he's like, all right, what's the worst thing that could happen? And I'm like, he won't like me. And he's like, but you don't like him. So what's the point of being scared about it? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, at times, sometimes you don't even really need a therapist. You just need someone to talk to. Like a good friend. Or like a, like a confidant or just anyone. Like I, I've, I've had scenarios where I like, ah, I, one of my favorite times, like one of my like favorite moments is I was, my mom was going to go, it was doing, like she was changing in a changing room at like Walmart or Kohl's or whatever. And I sat down and this uh, heavier set woman sat down next to me and she, and we started talking and she talked about her, her, her daughter and all that. And it just got really weirdly introspective. And I just like, I don't know why I just like gush problems. Like, yeah, my family life kind of sucks. And uh, I, I, I feel like I don't really have a place in things anymore and she's like I mean it's understandable she's like and she uh, had like a little semicolon thing on her neck and I asked her about it and she talked about that she had a son that nearly killed himself because of the same thing and she explained like her growth and she like explained as how she was as a mother how this like it's hard to understand and see things from other people's perspectives and just talking, just saying something, giving a clue, just allow, even just allowing things to come out, not even working through your problems, just letting someone else know that you have these problems and you're not alone and letting like kind of letting the world and yourself know that you're not alone could speak dividends and like give dividends to the, like your mental health. Cause I feel like that kind of albatrossian like weight that sits on your shoulders when you think of like these, like, like, maybe you're thinking of self-harm because you're being bullied at school or you have a parent that is drinking and being abusive just having someone just to say that so you're not alone can like it it, i don't know it just lets a weight off it like kind of like lets you know that you're not alone and i just it's just like weird conversation i had at calls and i came away i was like that's weird this lady's pretty sick and i've never seen her again Mm, like You can like talk to so many people and like you learn more about like maybe what's happening in their life and you might not even know them like personally and it's something that makes us all like human yeah because we we all go through our different experiences some might be similar some might be different and like we can all relate in some sort of way like even if we think that oh no we're two different we're two completely different people we might have gone through our own experiences that might like relate in a way or they might differentiate and you learn more about like what the world has to like offer like what everybody else is like going through even though you might not like personally know them you'll know hey somebody out there has been like dealing with this stuff and yeah you can learn more than just learning someone's name or where they went to school or what their likes are you kind of gain like a a lifelong bond even if you never see them again that you it's like this connection of that there's the sameness around the world that you're not alone that the 
problems you have, you're not the only one. And it's not a matter of like, oh, I'm, my problems are invalidated because someone else feels the same way. Yeah. It's the idea of, it's more like, I am, uh, I'm not alone and they're able to get through this so I can get through this. And I mean, yeah. I feel like just being a, like, just saying hi to somebody, even if it's a stranger. Yeah. Like, you don't, again, you don't know what they're going through. And even though you're not having this, like, emotional connection, you know, just saying hi could be, like, you know, changing the day for them. Yeah. And it can, it can like, it can stop this, like, kind of, like, because I feel like a bad decision comes from, like, a very small decision. It's, like, a compounding issue. And I feel like just saying, like, like what you said, saying hi to someone can stop that compounding issue. You can stop them from having a thought about... Um, them being negative that day and that negative thought leading to them self-harming and that self-harming leading them to making a poor decision maybe ending their own life or ending someone else's life like that a small thing can compound into something greater and like bigger. a snowball effect yeah, of like yeah. stuff mm, yeah. I was um, I was at work and I woke up with a headache you know and then yeah. the day just kept getting worse from then because I was like negative I was like oh I got a headache and I was like oh I skipped breakfast you know and it just kept getting worse and um I was on the verge of tears and this guy came up. I, I couldn't reach um, this high chair because I'm pretty short. <laughs> so I was jumping to try and get this high chair down for a table. And he's like, hey, you need some help? And like, I was like, okay, wait, hold up. You know, people are nice. I need to stop thinking negatively, you know? Yeah. And like, I think about that guy a lot. He had a really shiny ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh- I think it's like the worst thing about over it's like i'm a very big overthinker yeah and you have to realize that other people have complex emotions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because i always think like even if you with my parents are just like you won't understand how like i won't seem angry but in my head i'm so angry i'm yeah. so this i'm so that and i can't say this to my parents was like parents would be followed i take my parents just to say like why are you angry just get over it but like if i say something to them they'd be probably like okay let me talk you through or something like that mm-hmm. and you, you fail to realize that people will maybe be understanding of you yeah. rather than just be like, oh, I can't relate with you. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. And I mean, like, and sadly, there will be people like that. And that's why you have to, like, have the diversification of social networks. I feel like that that's where our current failing of a society is currently. Like, people's social networks are either so small or they're so interconnected when something happens in that social network it comes crumbling down and so these people aren't able to like come to someone for comfort um because maybe say like i this is kind of how i had like i had all like the kind of like uh, skater kids that i knew in elementary school and when i had problems and when i talked with them they didn't have those problems. They weren't like me. I was kind of the ghost that floated through things. So I, I never really, you can, I can never get that kind of social emotional help that you kind of need from like other people of your age group. You know, and uh, circling back to the, the question about therapy versus self-reflection, we both have a really close friend that has had kind of a hard life, and um, it comes to a point to where, like, talking to your friends. And self-reflection isn't good enough. Oh yeah, you know totally. Because this guy, he's um, he recently broke up with his girlfriend, and he's just having like a really hard time. And um, whenever we come to him, you know, hey, can can we talk to you? His favorite thing to say is, uh, no, I need to think. Yeah, it's he because and he builds it like winds himself up into this like horrible negative mental space. And it's like, and he's he's the one that got us together. He's he's such a fun and happy person. But like know? some one small little thing can just send him into a horrible spiral. Like the last, like over the last, like probably three months, 
he's gone on like three or four like I, I need to be alone episodes mm. and it's hard to let him do that because you want to be there to help him but the thing is it, he just doesn't want the help is it our obligation to yeah. you know help if if they don't make want him help. angry and barge into his life and be like hey wait no we're your friends we're here for you or should we let him you know yeah think you know self-reflect alone and that's the kind of the hard part because i feel like, like agreeing so some it's a sad fact. I just some people can't be helped. I, I feel like sometimes someone just has a problem that you are not able to help, and sometimes, sadly, no one can help. I feel like some people just make, just have either have the worst things happen or make the worst decisions, and it leads them into a place where they can't be helped. I feel like, like there's always somebody that can relate to you, though. That's true. I mean, I can understand that. I feel like because I, I feel like he our good friend I can talk with him a lot more than say he can talk with everyone else but it's still like there's still like a small bit of like a like a film like a wall that like keeps him from like fully emerging into like hey this is the correct decision he's kind of, he's very apathetic and very like negative about things which I feel like and it, and it may be going back to like the self-reflection self-understanding self-realization I feel like he just he himself yet hasn't found that moment and maybe that's maybe that's where the idea of like someone might not be able to be helped comes from. Like they haven't under they haven't understood who they are yet, so they can't you can't really help them fix themselves. They don't know who they are. I mean, eventually, eventually he'll try and like find himself. Yeah. It, there's a point where everyone reaches it. It's yeah. just patience, it takes I guess. Time. It yeah. takes time. Yeah. Right now he's searching for himself through uh, Destiny Two. <laughs> Destiny Two. And his and his, div- and his divorced friend group of thirty year olds. Hmm. Uh, everybody has their own coping message. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like, whenever something you bottle up emotions, you think like you speaking out wouldn't be smart or you don't you don't think that person is smart enough to talk to sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if I ever have like a kind of a bottle up emotion, like especially when it's like when I'm talking with uh, you, I always try to like, I don't know, like, pre- like I always try to like preface the idea of like, Hey, this is not how I feel towards you. It's just emotion I'm feeling now, and I need to help, like let it out. We have um, this thing in our relationship. We call it a monkey brain. Yeah, We're monkey like, brain. You know, like I promise I'm not mad at you, but I saw this girl look at you, and my monkey brain went off, and I got super jealous. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the like I know it's like the social. It's there's a. Uh, a theory or like an idea that a person's personality is like an iceberg the person that you show to people is like the mask the light while you have the id the negative the dark the the depraved the the like the, the, an example is like a guy can be an upstanding guy but he can see a girl and just have that one thought is like oh i do something horrible to her but that's not how he actually would act that's not something how he'd actually do but it's like kind of like dark negative thought yeah that pops in and it's the they say it's said that if you don't take hold of your id and understand who your id is it's going to get more powerful and more negative and more harmful um and i, I that's how i kind of see the monkey brain as <laughs> it's just uh, trying to put a little bit of a lighter spin on something that's really negative and horrible about human personality and uh, human social social workings i feel like just letting that out saying like hey Day, I saw uh, I saw a little kid and he was being annoying. I just wanted to punt him out the window. <laughs> and, like just laying that out, it's just like that's not what I'd actually do. But he was really annoying and I didn't like him at that moment. Yeah, it helps you kind of like rein in your personality and who you are. I feel like it's really healthy to talk about that instead of bottling it up. Because whenever you let it out, you know, two years later, you aren't like, oh god, 
why did I think about throwing that kid? Like, that was such a bad thing to think, but, like, I still just want to... Yeah, and, and now you're just like, okay, cool, that was a stupid thing I felt. It wasn't who I actually was, and I can move on and be a better person for it. Yeah. Well, this has been a really crazy conversation. <laughs> this has been awesome, though. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. You're welcome. So, is there anything you guys would like to leave our listeners with? Um, I, I think just the idea of, like being being conscientious of you the the path you make through life and how that can affect others and how that can how that can affect you um my i think my grandmother said it best um any action you take with another human being lets it leaves you connected if that's a, a sexual experience if that's a a personal experience if that's just you bumping into them on the subway when you're heading when you're heading somewhere that will leave you forever connected and that that connection will always be there and the way you go about that connection the way you handle that connection and how it may continue to strengthen or weaken over time can really really change your life for the better or for the worse nice Nice. what about you caitlin um i mean don't don't be afraid to get help you know, um, or just like, don't be afraid to open up to people. And if you truly trust them, um, it's best to be able to, you know, have somebody to talk to. Um, I know there's like online therapy, like seven cups of tea. If you're afraid to go to somebody's like somebody and talk Mm -hmm. about your stuff, um, you can go to online therapy, spill it all out. You know, even if they don't know who you are, they'll still listen in online chat rooms be careful with that though yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it's it's really good to be able to open yourself up and actually like show the true you i guess to mm-hmm. somebody that you really trust yeah, yeah. just open up yeah that's thank good. you so much for joining us this has been awesome <laughs> yeah you're thank welcome you. thank you my name is abby my name is harsha my name is nicholas and i'm caitlin and this has been fill in the blank thank you so much for tuning in goodbye bye 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 <laughs> <laughs> yep